0: Everyone! Welcome to Coffee Time.
1: Coffee Time. Yeah, Are you excited? Yes. Mm. I have loved what we've been doing with the 12 Rules to Life oh, series.
0: I've enjoyed it as We're well. We're calling it series? series. Series? Yes. How's your life been? What's been going on in your world?
1: Oh my goodness. All the good things. All the good things. Yeah. yeah. I mean a little yeah. this, a little that, kids, yeah. family. Kids, all the things. All the things. My parents are moving houses, so that's been fun. Yeah, they're and staying
0: local, though, so that's a win. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So that's why I'm happy and good. <laughs> what about you? Everything. Yes.
0: Uh, well, you know, <laughs> just a little. A little. Uh, yeah. But uh, at the same time, working on balance. Yes. So, yeah. We'll, we'll actually talk about that one uh, next week. Oh, balance. Uh, Yeah, livable limitations. Love it. But today, our 11th rule is don't nourish or feed your resentment.
1: Bam. I know. Stay tuned in. (laughs) Yes.
0: Uh, Never feel sorry for yourself. What didn't happen, what someone else did, don't go the way of Cain. When you feel, uh, when you feed pain by thinking of the hurt, it will change you from the inside out. A root of bitterness will grow. It will turn you into an ugly person. Life is unfair to us all. People will wound us. (laughs) This is like the best advice, but the worst advice ever. Get Get over it.
1: Over it.
0: Forgive. Study the way of Cain and don't go that way. Uh, Don't nourish or feed your resentment. Uh, What this is talking about is. A lot of times life will not go the way you want it to go. Uh, People will be um, mean. Um, People will be vindictive. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, You'll have your hopes set up that an outcome will happen this way at this time. And then it doesn't go that way at all. And it's way past time and it still hasn't happened or it happened, but it went the completely opposite way. Mm -hmm. And it disappoints us. And we nourish and feed that right. by after it happens, taking it home and thinking about it. Yeah, meditating on it, sitting in bed and thinking about how we were mistreated, mm-hmm. how unfair it was that my dad passed away when I was mm-hmm. seventeen, that they left the church, that um, they said this to me, and we'll, we'll nourish and feed that pain, yeah. roll over it constantly, um, and. It grows yeah. until it consumes us, and the example in this is Cain. Is Cain, um, and it's very interesting. And forgive me, I know I'm talking a lot.
1: No, it's <laughs> so good.
0: But Cain has this moment where he understands, after the fall of man, and this is just the way it is, that the successful must sacrifice. If I'm going mm-hmm. to be successful, I have to sacrifice. If I'm going to be successful financially, I must sacrifice financially. If I'm going right. to be successful in marriage, I might have to sacrifice some of my selfishness. If I'm going to be successful in parenting, I might have to sacrifice some time, <clears> money, <throat> you know, lots a lot,
1: of money, a lot, a lot, <laughs> right? Um,
0: and that type of thing. The right. successful must sacrifice. So his direct comparison: Abel makes a sacrifice. When he makes a sacrifice, he's accepted, accepted by God. Celebration. Like, yes, results. Cain comes in and makes a sacrifice, and it's unaccepted. Mm-hmm. And he is mad about this. His direct comparison has made progress. His direct comparison is seeing good things happen. His direct comparison is being celebrated. His direct comparison is getting a lot of likes on Instagram, getting a lot of comments. His direct comparison is seeing fruit in his life. He's sacrificed too. Mm-hmm. He's seeing nothing, and he is mad. And God comes to him and says, Cain, look, if you would have done well, if you would have sacri- sacrificed correctly, yeah. you would have seen progress. But like, just learn that. Of like, Just change what you did a little bit. Uh, but um, he said, if you don't uh, see this, sin is lying at the door. Mm. And its desire is to have you. Mm. And Cain feeds this resentment. He nourishes it. And he turns into this ugly person uh, and goes out and does something that is so vindictive over his brother. Where now, like literally, he is so struck his brother. And this is such a visual image that he is standing over Abel. Hmm. Where before, Abel was exalted above him, and he's like feeling like, I'm going to look at Abel. He's like, I will pull you down, and now I will look at you, and I will be over you. Um, and uh, this vindictive, ugly nature was not his, but it changed into that when he nourished and fed his pain. Man, man. And the same thing will happen to us. If I nourish and feed the pain in my father's passing, I will turn into an ugly person. If I nourish and feed the pain of something not going right in my life, I will turn into an ugly person. I can't nourish and feed pain. I've got to heal from it. I've got to be honest about it. I've got to make progress in it. I've got to get over it. But I cannot nourish it or feed it because it has consequences.
1: I've seen many seasons of life with you. And um, I've seen that hurt, like inflicted in you, or um, any scenario that would fit this subject matter. Um, I've seen you almost become your best version in it because you have such a concept of the importance of it. How do you think you got to that place? Like, I feel like if you've conquered any subject in the Bible, which you have, Done many. (laughs) Excellent husband, father, pastor. Stop it, but keep going. (laughs) But no, you really, this subject in particular is one I truly admire most about Mm. you. What do you think, one, made you put such an importance on it? Because I think most of us haven't put an importance on it for most of our life. Um, But what made it like a key... Thing in your life to go after? And then what does that look like for you?
0: Oh, man. You know, it's hard for me to talk about, but here we are. I'll talk about it in front of the whole world. You're welcome, <laughs> just, internet.
1: Just lay down on the sofa and I'll ask you all the questions.
0: <laughs> um, I saw people do it. And I saw the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. And I saw them become Cain or a victim. Um, They became so hardened by the hurt that they're running over everyone, and it cost them, just like it cost Cain. Life got hard, or they Mm -hmm. became a victim by the hurt, and they never recovered from it. Mm -hmm. And 20 years after it happens, they are still broken and not happy. And upset because they have so fed pain. Mm. And when my father passed away, uh, I, I became a pastor. He passed away, I was 17. I'm pastoring at 19. And I've got all this pain in my life of his passing. I've got this other pain of feeling like a failure, which is painful. That It's funny. I'll say this and like people, you know, I, I, I don't know if they, they can understand it fully, but that pain almost mirrored the pain of my, my father's passing. There was something that was so intrinsically painful about me feeling like I was not good at what I was doing and, and like for me, tearing apart what my father and mother had built in, in 20 years, very painful. But I, in the middle of all this pain, uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit, saw one, if I continually use the death of my father, Uh, As an excuse to demonstrate the worst version of myself. Mm. That the reason why I'm this version of myself is because of this event in my life. If I use it, I'll never lose it.
1: Mm.
0: If I use this pain, I will never lose this pain. If I use this as the reason why I'm dysfunctional, I will never be functional until I stop using it. And I had seen other people do that and it woke me up to like I will never again use it as an excuse ever. Yeah. Ever. I will not use yeah. it as a reason why I'm crying. I will not use it as a I will never use it again yeah. as a reason ever. Yeah. Um because I want to heal from it. Yeah. And I'll talk about it, and I'll I'll get counseling on it, and I'll get help from it, but I will never excuse bad behavior. Why am I doing this? Because I chose to. Not because my father passed away. I chose this because I chose it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then from the the other side, like I saw people who became so hardened by hurt and resentment and pain Mm -hmm. that they became herders themselves. yes. Um, and they became people who returned evil for evil and got bitter at life and got so hardened that they allowed nothing so it's kind of like the opposite of like the victim takes the pain and they never lose the pain and they become so tender in a wrong way yeah of now everything hurts fragile it's like yes fragile mm-hmm. it's like the they you know they got a splinter in their hand and every yeah. handshake is hurting it's like yeah. you hurt my hand it's like no I didn't like that's a that's yeah. a pretty you know I didn't squeeze hard they're like no you hurt it, it yeah. it's Hurt. It's like, right. no, no, no. It's the splinter in your hand that's hurt. Yeah. Like, take the splinter out. And so, like, I saw people go very, very, you know, victim, never want to take the splinter out. Right. And now it's like, you hurt me, you hurt me, you hurt me. It's like, no, 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 no. I think, like, life kind of hurt you 20 years ago and you never healed from that. Yeah. Like, let's take the splinter out um, and, and that type of thing. But then I saw other people that instead of, like, uh, being tender with the splinter, they got so callous that mm. they don't feel anything. Right. Oof. And uh, out of that they're not letting people into their lives. They're tough, they're rugged, mm-hmm. and it's like life lesson, you know, and, and now their lives are void of joy, uh, void of peace, void of, of love, because they nourished and fed that pain that they got hardened. Yeah. And that's how I saw that in yeah. uh, Family experiences, I saw that in ministry, that if I did anything well in my early 20s, it was that of like, I will never feed pain, ever. I'll get over it, I'll heal, I'll pray, I'll love my enemies, I will bless those who curse me, I will, you ask me to walk a mile, I'll walk with you too. You ask for my, my shirt, I'll give you my jacket, of like, I will come to a place where I will just release that resentment. Yeah and then i began to see the blessings of it
1: yeah
0: of uh, that was like with with abel a sacrifice that was well-pleasing yeah. and i saw like things happen in my life that constantly reinforced how wise this is yeah. relationships that were broken became whole and mended and and i just made a decision to not do it any other way
1: oh man i and i, I really can vouch that you live that way because it's helped me so much because I've realized that, um, when we, if, if you think long enough about the hurt, you start like building a case for yourself. And it's like, I, they were wrong. Like, how dare that? I'm, They need to pay for that. And when you don't respond to the thoughts, because that's how it gets so big in us. That's good. Is that they might have hurt us, but that's not the painful, deadly part. It's the thoughts feeding that. It's just nourishing that pain and that hurt, and it is going to wreak havoc. Yeah. Because we know anything growing in us is eventually going to come out of us, and so often, once it comes out, it is hard to bring it back without no, further damage. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, and I have, I have spoken out of resentment, and I have regretted it. Mm. And if we can be p- more preventative of speaking out the resentment, or acting out resentment, how much we could save ourselves because no time have I ever felt like, okay, I'm released of that hurt. I've never let that resentment flow out of me without in thinking, okay, I'm good now. It always makes me wish I wouldn't have said it. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have spread that because that's, that's just what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to spread discord yep. because where there's discord, there can be every evil work. Yep. But he also, like you said, wants us to become a victim of it. Yep. And I have found that when we become a victim of it, I hope that's all you want. Cause that is your reward. <laughs> when you're, when you become a victim to the hurt, mm-hmm. That's your reward. But I have seen in your own life that when you chose not to be a victim to hurt, that God was able to do something unrelated to a... He, he was able to bring a blessing yep. on your life in many forms, yep. whether it be peace, whether it be progress in ministry or our family dynamics, God is able to reward a, pe- a man of peace because mm. if we think the painful thing is uh, what we're experiencing then the enemy has us right if yeah. if we think the most hurtful thing we're feeling is the feeling they inflicted on us we were deceived because yeah. the enemy is trying to wreak havoc in our life in our family's life and our ministries and our callings yeah but I so admire that about you.
0: Now, and I I think like when we we use the term like get over it, like I said, that's some of the worst advice because it minimizes people's pain. It minimizes what they're going through. Right. It's not taking the time to walk a mile in their shoes. Terrible advice. Get over it. It's also the best advice in the world because at some time in life, if I'm ever going to get well, I have to get over it. I've got to drop my excuses. If I don't have this and this didn't work out and I've been here 38 years and nobody's ever helped me and all these other types of things like Mm -hmm. the man at the pool of Bethesda, I've got to drop my excuses as to why I'm still lame Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and I've got to see Jesus is right here Mm -hmm. to help me. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I think that that like, it's funny when we were talking, the the story, and I, I probably will butcher it, uh, but it's a kid's story about a dragon. And I've told it mm. once before in service, uh, but uh, there's like this dragon that appeared to this kid in the, the room. And um, he comes and runs down to his mom and he's like, there's a dragon in my room. She's like, there's no dragon. And he's like, there is. And the dragon comes down the steps and it's kind of hiding and she makes him breakfast and uh, the dragon jumps up when she turns her back, eats the breakfast and she's like, mom, the, the dragon ate my breakfast. She's like, there is no dragon. And the dragon's like eating homework and making <laughs> messes and, the ch- and every time it does eat something, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And the whole time the mom's like, there's no dragon. You know, it's just this and this. And finally the dragon gets. It's so big that now the house is on its back and it's running away with the, the house. So it's got the whole house on its back, this big issue is controlling the whole house. And the dad pulls up from work, and there's like this missing place where the house was. And he's like, where's the house? And he sees a dragon running off with the house on its back. And so um, he pulls up, and he's trying to get their attention, and the, the child's like having a blast, but also trying to get the mom's attention. And finally, the mom looks down and sees there is a dragon. Yeah. And she, when she acknowledges it, immediately it shrinks back to its normal size. Mm. And the premise of the story was, is why did the dragon get so big? And um, the child says, maybe he just wanted to be noticed. Mm. And, and sometimes pain, when it comes into our life, it comes in so small. We're like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hurting. Like I'm really okay. And but we don't heal from it and then it gets bigger and then it gets bigger and it gets bigger. And all of a sudden it's like I got friendships running away from me, I got creativity running away from me, I got rest running away from me, I got life running away from me, until I take the time to acknowledge of like, no 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 no, no. I'm hurt. Yeah. Holy Spirit, counselor, help, pastor, how can I be unhurt?
1: Yeah. And I begin to see of
0: like my okay, my father passed away, that hurts. How can I be unhurt? I had love.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I was loved. How many many people out there never knew a father like that, never had a father like that? I had love. And yes, I wish it was longer, but I had it. I have fuel to be the father. Uh, in my children's life that I want to be and to take the lessons that I learned from my father and, and all these things of acknowledging it and then be like, how can I heal from it? Yeah. And instead of excusing it and not noticing it and and, and numbing it, mm-hmm. run into it. Yes. And ask for help on how to heal this yeah. hurt. And the Holy Spirit will come in of like, no, no, I'm really hurt that they wounded me. I'm really hurt that they ignored me. Let me invite help into this. Let me not just feel it and let it grow and feed it, but let me heal it. Let me fill it. Uh, Let me come to this place where that hurt is removed from me. Acknowledge it and invite help.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, you say, how do I know if I still have it? I think resentment is shown, like highlighted when you think about that person can you celebrate them? Can you genuinely be at peace or rest with mm-hmm. them? But when when you see their face, when you see their name pop up on social media, when you see that they got their heart's desire, can you celebrate that? Yep. Or is it like, oh, no, I wish everyone so knew what they did to me? Yep. Wh- that is a sure indication no, of what's going on inside of us. It's the
0: same way, even like with an event in life. Um, like, I've had some failed things in business, but when I look back at it, I'm not like, oh, I'm like, man, I right. learned so much. Like, yes. I really learned. Like, even with my kids, both my grandparents just passed away on my mom's side, and they were uh, buried in the same place where my father was buried. And mm-hmm. I can take my kids over there and I can smile. Yeah. And tell them about their grandfather, because and like it doesn't hurt, because I was loved. Yes. And it's not like I'm still this wounded. Per, like no, I loved. And so, it, I, if you don't get anything else from this, get you can heal. Yes. Like my grandmother, I look at her. She's 89 years old. Her husband's passed away. Her sons have passed away. We're primary caregivers. She healed. No, you can heal. Yeah. It does not have to be an excuse for your addiction. And as long as it is an excuse for your addiction, you'll never lose your addiction.
1: Yeah,
0: It doesn't have to be an excuse for your bad attitude. You've got to drop the bad attitude. You've got to confront that pain. It hurts. It's okay. It hurts. Acknowledge it. And then invite help into that space. Drop the bad attitude. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt other people more. It's going to hurt you more. Mm. Um, I, I know it hurts when you know, you're left and you're forsaken and you're dropped and people forget about you. I know it hurts, but as long as that's all you're thinking about, as long as that's all you're feeding, and as long as that's all you're thinking about, you're going to turn into an ugly person. I can't stand telling that to you. But if you will come back and be like, no, it's okay, it hurts. How can I heal it? How can I embrace this? Mm -hmm. What can I learn from it? What did I learn from that? How can I pray about this? How can I take this to the Lord? Take this to a counselor? Take this to a pastor? How can I, you know, become a better person from this and get stronger from this point of weakness and Mm -hmm. all those things? You can become free and blessed, but you have to acknowledge it and you have to quit using it as the excuse or you will never, ever lose it
1: mm, so good
0: yeah. oh you want to do a dare it's <laughs> <laughs> nope. like we should just pray in fact yeah. why don't you pray for people who are out there hurting yeah. and just kind of wounded
1: oh father i thank you for every heart thank tuned you, in Lord today Jesus. that father you're the god of freedom and i thank you that there are supernatural breakthroughs yes. but Even beyond that, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you speak to every single heart, speak healing, but also speak direction and correction. Father, we crave your correction and direction. So I thank you, Lord, that hearts are made whole today, that truth sets us free in this area, that bitterness is a lie of the enemy, and we take authority over you, I thank you, Lord. We yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. We yield ourselves to obedience. And I thank you, Father, we'll be faithful to walk the paths towards healing and wholeness and addictions breaking off in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. We love you guys.